for this week's icebreaker. Hey, first of all, season two. Season Cheers. two. Cheers. Cheers. To season two. We don't even have a season one yet. We just skipped straight yeah. to season two. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we should put this episode out first. <laughs> yeah, what if it's universally hated? <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I did a soft reboot of the entire campaign. And so you guys are going to do yeah. a vignette for each character right at the top. Oh, okay. <laughs> <And then> <laughs> <laughs> reintroduce the world to everyone. I'm going to redo my backstory. Hi, I'm uh, the future and I talk. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Icebreaker, I'm ready. I'm ready to be broken. For this week's icebreaker, the first of the new season, what is one of your favorite moments from season one? I actually came up with this one myself, so I'm, I'm pretty proud. I didn't look up uh, this icebreaker on the internet like I usually do. <laughs> so, no help from Google today. That. No Google foo. No Google today. Mm-mm. So choose your favorite moment or one of them. There could be multiple from season one. This is difficult. First. Yeah, yeah, I know. Mathar, do you have one off the top of your head? Who? Okay, uh, so many. Mm-hmm. I have so many from season one. I'm, this is hard because I'm in. I'm very much in season two brain. Like <laughs> 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 that. That adventure's gone. That that story is over. <laughs> I could say one of mine if you need a. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give it to uh, us. One that I just thought of right now, probably meeting Godot for the first time uh, and hearing that he was an illithid, right? Mindflayer. Mind, yeah. yeah, Mindflayer. And me thinking back to all the previous campaigns I've ever been in, and I was like, oh my God, we're going to die right now. <laughs> right now we're going to die. And that was just such a moment for me. <laughs> just me, Leslie. Not, I mean, Josh I guess do I like love, a Mindflayer. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Josh I, I, loves mind flares. So no, yeah, that was yeah. that was a scary moment. But <laughs> as soon as you know, he was like, "No, no, really, I'm I'm good." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, wow." You mean you know, in episode eight <laughs> when we're introduced yeah, to him in episode three? <laughs> <laughs> it took a while to get there. Yeah, Godot's character in general is one of my fave things. All right, who's next? That's a good one. In that Godot scene, chewed on a cigarette. I can't believe I chewed <laughs> okay. on a cigarette. I'm just remembering that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, that did happen. <laughs> what do you got, PJ? I don't think it's recency bias, but Alvi's conversation at the end, revealing that the entire fucking time there was a secret compartment inside of the short thing. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> do you remember? Oh my god! Do you remember in episode I think three or session three when I was like, "Hey, roll an investigation check," and you looked at it, and then you never bothered again. And then I asked you to do it again, like uh, I think the very next session. I was like, "Oh, so you do still have that chess piece? Um, roll another investigation check." And like you rolled low again, and then it just. And then nothing happened. Then it just it went out of my brain. It just went out of my brain. Like everything Crossan and I ever record, I don't remember what we published. What's hilarious is if you look at happens uh, PJ's character sheet, it's the only thing in his inventory. <laughs> it's the only item. It's the only thing I got. It's the only thing I took. Oh, I, I have the whistle. <laughs> so good. It's so good. It was that sentimental. Is. It was important yeah. anyway. <laughs> well, I, I'm like, I'm trying to picture how all this would have played out if we found that and like opened the portal, 
session three. You know? It would have been a piece of chalk. We would have drawn something and then like I would have drawn a stick person, drew a circle for the head, and then like people would be staring out at me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's Titans in the walls. Been, there's Titans Pretty in the much. Walls. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh man. For me, all tons of moments. Hard hard to narrow it down, but I think somebody's gotta say Hank and Jerry, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was another answer. Hank Unrequired. And Jerry, <laughs> yeah, the whole situation with like disguising yourself, uh, PJ, and <laughs> <laughs> hunching down to be small enough. <laughs> like, Agreed. We just, just Agreed. demolished. Was it Hank first, right? We just, I can't we just remember. absolutely destroyed this poor it man's life. It was Hank, life. yeah, because <laughs> that's how it started. He was like, Jerry, is that you? Insult to injury, then just, I don't know, ruin Jerry's love life. And uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> It was great. <laughs> that, that one was really me. good. I can't wait to follow up. Like we, two years we, later, finally get back to uh, mm-hmm. to Vesper and they like, fought in the final battle. They did. Um, wow. We didn't get a chance to like find out what everybody did, but I had little notes about what every single person, like what side they all fought on. And, <laughs> awesome. um, I can. What? I'm happy to report that uh, Hank and Jerry they fought on the right side. Oh, sweet. Well, that's good. Godot was a Godot explained everything to them and I'm glad you specified cuz you could have been I was like you said the right side, you didn't specify our side. <laughs> the correct side. What are what yeah, are you saying? Yeah, they were on your team. What did we unleash? <laughs> you know? I don't know how it played out, but I like to imagine that like at one point Hank goes down on the battlefield and Jerry just screams, Hank, no, and rushes to his side, dropping the pretense of like, uh, you know, (laughs) I wish I could quit you kind of situation. (laughs) I would have pictured it like like the end of Rogue One, you know, whenever like I'm one with the force, the force is with me guy goes Mm -hmm. down and the Mm -hmm. other one just like, like fucking destroys all everybody. Yeah. So. It's like if in uh, the second Star Wars movie, the new trilogy, what is it? The Last Jedi. Isn't that the one where Finn and Poe hug and everybody's like feeling the vibes? They is see it, each other and they it, embrace. Or is that- Wait, that's not the last movie. Is or is that the, the third one? That might've been in Rise of Skywalker. I don't know. I think it might've been in the third one. Yeah. So but Rise still. of Skywalker, when yeah. Poe and Finn embrace, it's like that, except they're actually gay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Finn and Poe are in my mind anyway, so that's fine. Headcanon. Headcanon. <laughs> Were Hank and Jerry together, or did we just kind of put that on them? It was heavily implied that yeah. there was an unrequited affection. Right, but, uh, that's it. Yeah, we'll have to wait for that. What Josh said, two years, you guys return to Vesper and find out how it all worked out. <laughs> <Stay tuned. laughs> Stick around. What about what about you, Cross? Oh, man. Um, I'm torn... I feel like I really, I really loved the, this is so opposite from everyone else's choice, but I really loved the trauma moments that we all shared on the backstory of the character. That episode I think is just incredible and hit front to back. And then like, just as an addendum to that, the like, I missed something in that and going back and recording like that 30 minute little bonus that was pretty unmistakably incredible. And I don't, you guys haven't heard it yet still, but like, oh, 
I, yeah, I, I won't hear it till like the episode's out. That's <laughs> <Until, yeah. laughs> well, I mean, you're going to do an edit pass, so you'll hear it. <laughs> I assume you're pulling you're just back not the gonna, curtain gonna show pretty heavily right now on the fact that yeah. we're recording session 13 <laughs> and we haven't even finished editing. We'll fix it in post. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, the listeners so know bad. what we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> the listeners know. Presumably. Presumably they know. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's I think fine. it's episode 10.5. They, they don't. Yeah. They know we're recording this. They don't know exactly what the time frame is. It's not like they know, you know, that it's Wednesday, April 13th, 2022. Um, time at, is relative. At 6.13 p.m. <laughs> yeah. And episode one has not come Maybe out yet. for you. <laughs> um, so it's entirely possible that all of our favorite moments could be completely cut from the final <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we don't know yet. <laughs> Absolutely. Probably, you know what? Let's just close the loop. Let's just commit to that right now. Yeah. Because so, so that's that the only way no that this segment works. <laughs> Hank and Jerry don't exist as characters. Out of there. Who are they talking so about? We never experienced trauma. to the same show? Did they start a new season? What's happening? Trauma moments. Our new series? Yeah. Like, we just cut trauma. that whole episode. We already um, talked about how we cut Walker entirely from the first yeah. few episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine was the death of Tamlin. That was something I did not have planned. I didn't know that Addie would be left in a room alone with Tamlin. I didn't know how the reveal would play out. Like, I really didn't. I had very <laughs> loose notes for that moment. And the way that Walker played it with Tamlin in the basement and leaving Addie to do whatever she needed to do. And it was just unexpected and dark and perfect. And the fact that you all just like stood aside and were like, yep, murder this person. (laughs) (laughs) So it's fine. It was, it was a very like dark moment for like the group. It kind of, for me, epitomized where you all were at emotionally, the characters. And I think that's what I like so much about it. What that does for me is the way you describe that proves to me how into each character you get as far as like personality goes and decision making you just decide on the fly like what would they do and as opposed mm-hmm. to what pushes the the story forward and i really mm-hmm. appreciate that about you so cool to yeah, see that, that. that i'll be here all day yeah <laughs> that was a that was a big standout moment for me too but felt like i shouldn't pick a walker moment you know um, because there's just so many, and uh, <laughs> motherfucker, <laughs> I'll, I'll head out. I can go. Oh guys. my god, <laughs> <laughs> there were so many. Mm-hmm. Um, they're gone. You're now. gonna love this first scene. Yeah, that, it's just it's wholly focused on you at the end of a very sharp sword. All right, fuck. Let's do it. Let's do D and D. As the portal closes behind you. A strange new scene unfolds. It's a very quiet, very lonely scene. In fact, you might say it feels like a scene from another time, even another world. Stale air that smells faintly of petrichor hits your nostrils and gives the distinct impression that the room you're in is deep underground. And through the incessant flicker of powered lamps that are recessed along the gently curving walls of this cylindrical room, 
you start to make out details. At first glance, it appears to be some kind of lounge. To your right, there's a simple, comfy-looking bench that sits facing a pane of some unadorned reflective material that's been permanently affixed to the wall. Beneath this pane are several protruding knobs, dials, and a row of buttons numbered zero through nine. To your left are several shelves that appear to contain a collection of reading material. Someone has been rifling through the volumes and several are strewn haphazardly across the woven rug that extends from wall to wall. A plain metal chair overturned leans against a corner of the shelving unit. And directly across from you is a narrow desk, untouched for many years. It's clear whoever used this desk last left in a hurry. And whatever notes and tools that once adorned it seem hastily brushed aside. Above the desk is a map, which appears to detail the nearly 5,000 square mile area that surrounds the location you're at. And there are several pictures and handwritten notes tacked to it. And below that, on the desk, is a device of some kind. It's got a grate on the front and several dials. And there's a carriage that seems to hold, like, a, like it seems like a socket for something. And that something is sitting in a box next to it. That something is a crystal. And there are about a dozen of them stacked like pencils on top of one another in the box directly beside it. And in the middle of the room, extending from the ceiling all the way to the floor and through openings in both, is a ladder. What would you like to do? Can I go look at the crystal? Absolutely. Do you pick it up? Yeah. Does it seem familiar? Yeah. It's, it's smooth. It's manufactured. It's faceted, multifaceted. There's not a lot of light in here. Like I said, the, the uh, lamps that are embedded into the wall are dim and flickering, but you can make out that there are, there's something like woven throughout the crystal, like etched internally, like bits of information. I will take one of my rocks and have the light sort of okay. infusion and get mm -hmm. that going. Yeah. So you hold that up and put the crystal like between it so you can see inside. And it's clear that like the internal part of the gemstone, the, the crystal they're holding has etched with intricate little details. It's not artwork. It's, it's not words. It's lines that move jaggedly back and forth. Um, to you, uh, the player, it's like, it looks like data, like on a microchip. But okay. To Leo, it probably looks extremely foreign. Interesting. And it, it is the same sort of aquamarine crystal we've been dealing with. It is an alloy of some kind, but it does appear to have a considerable amount of that aquamarine material. Okay. Yeah, composited within it. Sounds good. And you said there was a place for that to mm -hmm. be inserted somewhere? It looks the perfect size to socket right into the top of that. What you as a player might think looks a little bit like a like a radio, like some sort of like boombox right? Like something that plays audio, but again, to Leo might look very foreign. I'm putting that shit in there. 
Okay. <laughs> Without thinking. <laughs> yeah, you you shove the crystal inside. And again, the crystal's probably, it, it fits in your hand. It's probably, you know, um, three to four inches long. And it sockets snugly right down inside of the thing. And you kind of wiggle, like fidget with it a little bit. And you feel it lock into place. And then it turns. And there's a loud click. And nothing happens. All right. Like nothing at all. Just... No reaction otherwise. Super anticlimactic. All right, Elinil, what are you doing? Ella is looking at the lamps on the wall and analyzing them. And she says, what is this place? Are we on the same, like, plane? I've never seen anything like this. It's like a torch, but there's no flame. It's warm. Look at this room. Isn't it neat? <laughs> Wouldn't you think that? <laughs> <laughs> no, go on. Who's gonna finish it? <laughs> Walker. Uh, I think Walker is intently studying, just looking at the map for a little while. And uh, kind of snaps out of it whenever... Ellen will ask us about the electricity. Or, I don't know, that's what it's called. <laughs> and uh, we'll snap back around. But in the meantime, looking at the map, was there anything that stands out on it? Any? I mean, I, I assume, I don't know what anything means on it yet, but does anything catch my eye? Or I'll describe the map to you, and then if there's anything that jumps out to Walker, you can we can talk about it. So the map it, it covers a pretty large swath of land. Like for for you all for context, I mean it looks it, it's like larger than the state of Connecticut, right? Five thousand square miles is a lot of space. On the right hand side of the map, it looks like there's a mountain range drawn in, and on the left hand side, it looks like there's a ridge of some kind that snakes south to north. Uh, there is coming, coming down from the mountains at the center of the map is a river and waterfall that seems to pour into a lake. And there seems to be swampland, you know, some, some kind of wetlands that surrounds the lake for several miles, um, before kind of, you know, going back into dense forest. You can see marked on the map, a location in the Southeastern section of the map, just a little ways from the mountain range is your location. It's marked with the icon of a tree with a little door. About maybe like 30 miles by way of what looks like a path to the west looks like the ruins of a city. So you're in like a little valley with mountains on one side and a jagged ridge line on the other. All right. And there is a path leading from the settlement, like the ruined settlement that's marked on there, to where you are, your location. And then that path seems to snake up in, like along the mountain ridge toward the river that pours into the lake. Got it. After taking a while to look at that, um, Walker will turn around telling those questions. I don't know. Yeah. One way to find out if it's like a torch, and I just grab onto one of the bulbs and see if it's hot. It's hot. Ah. 
Uh, yeah, it's it's a t- they're just torches. They're just weird torches. Don't touch them. Oh, weird. It makes a loud buzz sound too when you touch it. Like like it jiggles a little bit. Like it's not fully screwed in there. So it jiggles and. Zzz, zzz. Yeah, I would I would steer clear of those. They're. I assume that's magic. And last time I heard magic make buzzing sounds, a dude blew up. <laughs> I take a step back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, wow. He really knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I think these might be traps left behind. Just be careful F. around them. I'd like to look at the... F immediately goes and looks at the photos. And yeah. Yeah, photos first. And then the documents. The photos seem to capture locations. They're tacked to places that aren't drawn on the map. So uh, n- tacked over, there, there is a, a photo of what seems to be some kind of, I'd say the best that like F could put it together in their mind is, it looks like a very modern looking mill. Water is running through part of it. It's not obstructing, it's not damming the river, but water is flowing through part of it that hangs out across the river. And so water seems to be filtering through this location down into the water, uh, into the lake below. Um, And so there is a photo of that. Um, There's a photo tacked to uh, the, the middle, the area that's between the settlement and where you guys are. And it seems to be an outbuilding of some kind. There's signage in front of it, but it's tall. It's like a tall sign um, standing up in front of it. And there's like an emblem of some kind etched across the sign. Uh, It is the symbol of a a creature, a winged creature with like four legs. It looks like a cross between a lion and an eagle. And that seems to be the emblem of this place that's like, you know, etched into a sign that is not lit and there are numbers hanging from like numerals hanging from the sign about halfway down um the building itself seems to be completely just like bombed out it's totally abandoned disheveled um and there is some writing on these photos third photo is far up to the north like in the northwestern quadrant and this one is the hardest to make out. It's dark, it's blurry. There are eyes glowing from the center of the photo. Uh, seem to be glowing out from deep, dense brush. Written in the margins of this note is the word deadly, question mark. Scavenger, question mark. Where does it live, question mark. And then the note scribbled at the bottom of the photo of the outbuilding is fuel question mark what else was this for question mark and then the note scribbled by the photo of what seems to be the mill that's positioned over the river just before the falls says overrun steer clear or die well, the unassuming photo is the one that I had like considered going to at the mill, but apparently the when I started to read the fine print, it didn't really look that great. Um, I don't know if this was completely intentional. You did give a direction on one of those. Should I have taken that down? I think it was the outbuilding, or maybe it was the last one you said was in the northwest. Yeah. Cool. All right. I just wanted to note those. And we are in for myself. We are at three. tree. Yes. I was just more so curious. Is are any of these like bits of technology that we're seeing something that Leo would recognize even as like historical relics? 
Yes, as a matter of fact, you've you've probably seen Alvi work on something similar to the device that's on the table. Like that's how you just instinctively knew like, okay, I think this goes here. The one that Alvi was working on as part of like the museum's collection didn't didn't seem to accept any kind of input. Didn't have any like room for a cartridge or a, or or like um a crystal or anything like that. It it had like an what you might call an antenna attached to it. Okay. Um, it didn't receive any signal and it, it didn't work as well, but gotcha. It had a similar make to it. All right. And as far as the photos go, is there anything like in books, like old books that have printed lifelike photographs as we would No, say? that's a new one for you. Okay. Because there's no history in Vesper. So this is something that, I mean, it makes sense to you that this would have easily been lost to, you know, decay. So yeah, this is, this is the first. Okay. A painting captured in lifelike presence, like, like, you know, in lifelike detail on a piece of parchment that, <laughs> that has, you know, handwriting on it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, just uh, light bulbs, nothing there. You know, give me a history check. I think it's time for that. 18 plus something. Okay. Plus five, 23. Okay. So in addition to, you found bits and pieces of all of this stuff, right? You have found, you know that the screen mounted to the wall should display a picture of some kind, like, or you think it should. Okay. You know, you've never seen one that works, but you know, the mechanics, you've gotten to study something that was much smaller than this, a screen that displayed a picture like the photograph, but like a moving picture on it. Um, and that the, the dials and the numbers below are meant to like, you know, bring up a specific picture. That's what you guys have theorized. And the lamps, you know, are probably wired to some sort of mechanical housing elsewhere in the facility. And that the power comes in from outside and feeds to these lamps, um, which the the fire is actually contained within a coil inside like the the bulb. So you you would have been able to put all of those things together just based on your, you know, anthropological findings over the years. Okay, cool. I'm having a field day staring at all of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's tech, baby. Super yeah. high tech. Yeah. There's a yeah. photo of my mom on the wall. Right. There is a photo. I'm sorry. I, in addition to those three photos that were tacked, there is also a photo that doesn't seem to be like, it seems to have been taken outside your current location. If where it's positioned on the map is to be believed. And it is a picture of your mom and Walker's mom, LNL. So Fela and Lura with their arms around one another, smiling. I'll say like, uh, is holding up a little peace sign and Lura is like, attention. <laughs> How big is the photo? About the size of a Polaroid. Can I take it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it also, give me a, give me an investigation check. Uh, that is an unnatural 20. You estimate the photo to be about 20 years old. Like judging from how old your mom looks in the photo, you'd guess that this is probably yeah, easily 15 to 20 years old. I uh I take the photo and I show it to Walker. And I say um well, our parents are really close. I I guess in another life we we'd have just been best friends. 
I don't, I've never actually seen my parents, I don't think. Wait, would I know that that's Walker's mom then? We, we've I mean, talked. Well, context we've There's enough context. Yeah, okay, cool. It's been established <laughs> what she looks like through the painting that was at the uh, observatory, okay. the scout observatory. And this painting's like crazy, isn't it? So high quality. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's, that's a painting. Cause I mean, I have, I've, remember I found this and I like pull out the like weird glass orb mm-hmm. that takes pictures kind of. Right. I wonder if there's a way to get paper images out of this. Maybe you have to like do the, do the thing that does the, does the photo and then you smash it and it falls out. I, I had that thought, but I'm just afraid if, if I'm wrong, I can't put it back together. We could try to like cut the bottom. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's, I wonder how many papers are in there right now. <laughs> okay. It could be a lot of papers. Sorry, I'm getting distracted. Yeah, no, that's, Ella, you're right. I mean. Anyway, yeah, we could have been best friends. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that would have happened. But we would have known each other. Definitely. Ella has a discouraged look on her face and kind of turns. Walker picks up on it. Oh, no, I don't mean like that. I mean, you, you, you would have fucking hated me as a kid. You think I'm bad now. I was so serious. If you'd have had parents, though, you might have been better. Self-righteous and shit. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Shit. Oh, Me too, though. To I get, I, yeah, I, tale sorry, as yeah. old as time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if if all this stuff, I mean, it's, I haven't been here in a while, but they seemed pretty set up. I mean, why would they just leave? Does the place look disheveled in a way like something got in at all, like an attack, or is it just like, they grabbed stuff and, and left. No. If it's disheveled at all, it's because there were dozens of people living here for two weeks in a pretty tight space. It, this room, by the way, I didn't describe how big it is, but it's about 40 feet by 40 feet circular oh, wow. room that you're in. It's not very big. It just looks like people have just been here making a mess for a couple of weeks, but it doesn't look uh, ransacked if that's what you're going at. Can I investigate for the coolest book? On the shelf. Like book bites cover kind of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> investigate for the coolest book. Uh, this has got to be a wisdom, not an intelligence. I think so. <laughs> yeah, give me a perception. Judging books by covers. Insight, maybe. I don't know. I mean, either or. I'll take insight. That is a 21. 15 plus six. I didn't think I'd get to use this list. <laughs> I didn't think I'd get to use this list. Yeah. Oh, are you using a coolbookslist.com? or? <laughs> <laughs> half.com <laughs> there are six books that uh you can make out the titles of i'll say this mold mildew time has gotten a hold of this reading material it is it's clear that this is not a vacuum <laughs> and so uh time has not been kind to these books but you can make out the titles of six individual volumes one is called clockwork dusk one is called The Industry Wars. One says Heart of the Cybernetic House. There's a book called A Lantern Most Blue. There's a book called Gears of the Hall. And a book called A Duke of an Ether. Which one sounds the coolest to you? A Lantern Most Blue sounds, sounds the coolest. A Lantern Most Blue. Yes. Okay. Yes. Sounds like a poetry book. <laughs> so. uh, give, me, uh, give, give me an investigation check. 
That is an 11, but give me one second. I can roll a D4 and add with deductive intuition. Come on, no whammies. No whammies. All right, so that's plus four. So 15. So 10 plus one plus four. A lot of the pages are, uh, you know, again, it been, have been lost to time, but you're able to make out that this is this this is a nasty book. This <laughs> 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 kind of a this this is like a lusty Argonian maid situation. This is <laughs> I pull it real knows, close. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm uh, just reading it as close as I can and flipping the pages. Yeah, there are pictures. Oh um, oh. A couple that have like actually survived, and uh, it seems that like the blue lantern was an indication for what somebody wanted out of a night out on the town. It's a story of someone uh, looking for love in a part of town where you typically only pay for it. Sadly, you don't know if it has a happy ending. Wow, I think he's gonna find it. Yeah. So cool. I'm just gonna. I'm just. And gonna she's gonna die of tuberculosis, and it's gonna be. Crazy. Yeah, you don't know if it ends <laughs> ends well because the latter half of the book, the pages just kind of fell apart. So you you were able to read or make out most of the first half, but uh, you'll have to find another copy if you want to know how it ends. <laughs> I'm going. Is only this is my quest. <laughs> only uh, <laughs> two hours later, the book only gets to about the elephant love medley, and then it <laughs> the elephant love medley it really goes nice. down. <laughs> yeah, downhill from there. I wanted to cast detect magic as well, just in general in the room. I came to the realization that this was a good move. And then Walker. I can cast stuff too. I cast a gust of wind. I destroy everything. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to blow the dust away. No. Is all of water. Yeah. (laughs) You're detecting magic? Yep. This is a color band on the spectrum that you've never seen before. On the magic spectrum. On the magic spectrum. If you had to inform me of the color that it is most like. And what what has the magic? <laughs> I'm also very colorblind, so this is very funny for me. <laughs> the synesthesia of your uh, detect magic spell is kicking you blue. It's It feels very blue. And this is, it, it's coming from everything, right? Not the walls, like the walls and the chair and the shelves. None of that is magic, but like it's in, it's in the the player, right? The boombox. It's in the crystals next to it. It's in those photos. It's it's in the lamps, right? It's in the the housing of that panel on the wall. It's laced throughout everything. Okay. It's it's how the room has light right now. For just for reference, is there a color to my heart? Good good cue. Oh your heart that's pure white baby all right give me an arcana check six plus one um so seven yeah you can't quite find the words but it's it's the difference is that what's in leo's chest seems organic right it's it doesn't seem manufactured everything else clearly seems machined or manufactured it's 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 like the the little stones, everything is composed of something else put together, uh, hu- you know, not man-made. What do I say? Like um, mortal made, <laughs> humanoid made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I just to like try to put a put a pin in this whole um, situation, uh, I uh, Leo 
you're you're organ you're natural you're you're d- different you're bright yeah i'm sorry um ding, this ding. is really confusing for me <laughs> words are still new baby i mean words aren't that new though like it's i this is really just a new experience to it's, flavor it, with words it's understandable your words were getting better and then you just discovered porn it's gonna take a little bit for how you did to, you know that that it, was porn <laughs> oh i've read that book oh. <laughs> <laughs> What was the bookshop we t- we made a whole joke about for a while down in Osiria? There was there was a joke about Audible, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was an Audible. Audible was like a bard or a minstrel that sits yeah, out on the that- corner and like tells people stories. Yeah, Audie yeah, used it. to uh, Audie, do this yeah. one. <laughs> it's hot. Canon. In addition to the books that maybe you were drawn to the uh, Lantern Most Blue, but one of the most important books on the shelf is actually not a book, it's it's a manual. And it seems to have diagrams and grids of this facility within it. And again, the pages are pretty far gone, but you're able to extract some information from it. What do I extract? I, I elbow L and L and I'm like, hey, do you want to like look at this book? It's not this one is not porn, just to be clear. What's porn? I, great question. <laughs> Walker said it first. I better not get any X cards in this episode. I, I needed to make sure. Uh, there is, for one, there's a diagram of the entire facility. It, it seems to be made up of six distinct decks. The bottom floor seems to be a utility room. So deck six is a utility room. Deck five is a stock room. Deck four, which is right below you, are living quarters. Deck three is the lounge. Deck two, just above you, is engineering. And then above that, deck one is the switchboard or like a, like it's, it's basically like a control room. And that ladder continues to go up about like 100 feet to what's labeled the Drake's Nest, which looks out over like the canopy, the the treetop. And what's affixed above the Drake's Nest, that is designed to not only give you a lay of the land, but also, also give you access to the wave receptor, which seems to be an antenna of sorts that that is tethered to the station through that long tunnel that leads straight up. So you're saying we're in a mysterious wooded area in a in a deep hatch is there a code we have to put in every day every yeah every yeah, it's day 4 8 15 16 there was a 0 42. through 9 code <laughs> like i i saw i saw the 0 through 9 and i was thinking all kinds of madness <laughs> a, a magician never reveals their secrets <laughs> or their sources well, is it is um, it i see you furiously changing your notes <laughs> is it too late to make lost jokes? Is that is is it not is that not? No, I mean I liked it. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> the other thing that you find that's of interest in the manual is a logo. It is the single eye, and below it are the words. Well, specifically, there's like a lot of text on the inside cover that says uh, like there's some hand-drawn lettering, like the numbers 94705 are like scribbled across the cover. Um, It seems to have been, you know, printed poorly, right? But the ink, it's not like the ink was written directly on this thing. It seems to be like a facsimile of some kind. 
Um, it is labeled uh, Technology Assessment Program, Guide to Base Station Communications Equipment uh, and Infrastructure. And then when you flip it over, there is a note that says, a program of the Cybernetic Automa Nexus Authority. What else you can make out from the manual is essentially just bits and pieces of how it works, right? Like how to repair things if necessary, like what components are necessary for everything to work, what sort of, uh, you know, basic overview of maintenance of like each individual floor. So, um, but it's all broken up. So you're getting bits and pieces of, of it. There's the panel on the wall, right? There's like, yeah, a screen, like affixed to the wall. Oh, it's a screen. Okay. never mind. I thought it was a panel. I was thinking it was a something else. Okay. Yeah. It's like a screen. Look, look like a screen with like a row of like numbers below it. I'd share my knowledge of what it should be. Yeah. If anybody's like looking at it. All right. So you guys have spent enough time on this floor. I think that's about all the information that you're able to find. Oh, here. I have one other question. Mm-hmm. Does this feel like it's, as far as age goes, does it feel like it's about the same age as like my companion's missing parents, how long they've been gone? Or does it feel like it's much older than that? And this was something- What specifically? That, like the, this facility that we're in. Uh, older. Older. Okay. Yeah, so this was, this was found and adopted. Yeah, absolutely. This okay. does not seem like something that was constructed for the purpose of keeping people safe. It seems like a place that f- was was found to be suitable for that purpose. Perfect. There's also cool like diagrams, like little little like illustrations in the manual of people doing, you know, techy stuff. Okay, you make your way up to the Drake's Nest as you grab the ladder and you start climbing, Walker. You pass through the engineering deck, which is essentially, it seems like there are wires like coming up around the edges of the room, like into it. So like there's like a space between the walls that you, uh, like of the rooms that you're inside and like the exterior where like cabling and infrastructure and stuff like snakes down. And also it runs up like directly through the floor around the perimeter into the room above, which makes sense because as you're climbing up into that room, you can see that the uh, switchboard deck, uh, the the control room essentially has uh, three distinct stations. Each one is identical and there's a chair positioned in each front. It's a a bank of instruments that can be manipulated, dials and knobs and uh, switches. And there are six screens affixed to the wall above each station. So in total, there are 18 in this room. And kind of behind you, just over your shoulder, there's one area between uh, so it's like one, two, three stations, and then between two of them, it's like a door, but it's not a door with a handle. It doesn't seem like a door at all. It seems like it's shaped like a door, and yet it doesn't lead to anywhere, and it doesn't appear to have any way of being opened. Walker takes like a quick second to look around and go, oh, Leo's going to love this room, and then just keeps going, Drake's Nest. <laughs> okay, <laughs> up to the Drake's Nest. On, on the way up, like you pass through you know, about 10 feet of just like nothing. And then you reach a section where there is a large hatch behind you. You're in the space that's basically five by five, right? Climbing up. It's a very snug little space. 
Is F also coming? I know you were saying you wanted yes, to yes. check yeah, out the drinks. Yes, yes. Okay, so like, click, right. click, click. Ella, come um, quick. Is everyone climbing up to the drinks? Yeah, my, I'm not going to be left alone. Here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll follow. Oh, are we going? Okay. okay. I'm, I'm so just kind of staring around at everything, but yeah, I'll follow. <laughs> uh, you're all climbing in that order. Walker, F, Elenil, and then reluctantly, Leo up to the drake's nest it, you climb for a very long way like i said it's like a hundred feet of just climbing up a ladder and you emerge in like a little landing that really isn't big enough for four people so it's like walker and then f squeezes in and then the other two are like you know in the 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 well where the ladder is still above you is like a branch that extends out that seems like it once had a like it had uh, something attached to it, but now it just appears to be just ca- cables dangling from the end of a branch. Like like the the wires seem like they're run through the branch and they're kind of sticking out and hanging down. And around you, you're able to see just over the canopy of the forest, and you're able to get the lay of the land. What was on the map? You're now putting it together physically, and you are in the middle of just a vast subtropical forest and you know that far to the north is a swamp you saw it on the map you 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 can barely make out the falls along the mountain range to the east you looking down you can see about 6 miles from where you are is that road that is snaking through uh the the dense overgrown wooded area and to your left far off like I said it's about 20 to 30 miles. It's just at the distance, like the at the far reach of like your eyesight from where you are. You can see buildings nestled in among the trees and then that ridge that goes north as far as you can see. Can I try and um like tight wire balance out on the branch that you were talking about so other people can come up? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I am gonna ask you to make an acrobatics check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can. I want to roll some dice. <laughs> uh 15. 14. 14. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. you know, it's precarious. It's not It's not necessarily super well built to like hold people, but it's clear that someone has to climb out here. And so you actually find little like uh, grips that are like, they are embedded into like the wood, which upon closer inspection doesn't appear to be completely natural. So you're like climbing along this little branch and you get out there, uh, make an investigation check of the cabling. Better 16. The cables that are hanging out appear like they had coupling on the end of them. They're mangled. And there are claw marks on the branches that that hold it up. Um, Whatever was attached here, the wave receptor you assume, uh, is missing and was ripped out forcefully by something with clawed feet. I'm seeing evidences of what I would assume as talons and something that was named nest. Can I look around for any evidence of nesting, like gathered twigs and stuff like that that would imply a nest nearby? Yeah, roll a perception check. I assume this was a bell tower. <laughs> not everything's built out Dude, that's a safe assumption Ed. that's good deductive reasoning what is it perception yeah uh, 13 you look hard but there is no sign of anything in this tree or directly adjacent to you at all in any of the other trees or canopies 
I don't think it's a nest. I don't know why they'd call it Drake's nest and there's no nest. I'd like to let the other two up. So I'm going to like also climb out on a branch. Well, I considered that. Is is there a different branch that I could reasonably climb out on? Yeah, sure. Make an acrobatics check. Somebody could default today. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone, I got a, that's a 19. Oh my God. It was almost cocked. It was almost a one. Okay, uh, with a 19, yeah, no problem. You find yeah. a sturdy branch and make room for Elanil and uh, Leo to climb out in. Cool. So now you guys are all looking out over this this valley that you're in. Um, you can also see that um, there is like maybe flowing from like the, the swampy region of the lake. The, the river does continue to float down through the valley, snaking underneath the road and then past you. Um, looking out behind you, it, you, you, your view is obstructed by the mountains, but that valley kind of like continues to go downhill and away from, like go to the south. Sorry, let me word this better for podcasting. Um, the valley, like the range and the ridge seem to grow closer together and the, the, the forest seems to thin out a little bit to the south. And I think it's a safe bet that Fela and Lura probably came up from the south to this location heading north. It makes sense that like judging from the position of, you know, the celestial bodies, the sun, where they are, you guys have a pretty good sense of where you are and it seems reasonable. So Ella, you've got really good eyes. Can you look further than we can with your senses? Does Ella have really good eyes? Um, I mean, I, I don't know where you heard that. Um, but oh, I, <laughs> I am a, a ranger. Check, <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're just so you good with the long, the shoot, the bow. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. Okay. We've really come a far away. If that's that way, south is where we True. came yeah, from. That's it's weird. insane. That's 19. It, from your position, you're like, so you're a little over 100 feet off the ground. You can see probably 30 miles. So you can see just to where that uh, settlement is off to the west. And you can see like the road kind of snaking up on the eastern side along the mountain range. But um, it's really just trees and mountains as far as you can see. Anything more detailed than that gets lost after about 30 miles. And we're looking one direction for the most part, right? Because from the south, there's nothing. We can't really, where the- Yeah, we'll say that like, you know, vision wise, there's too much obstruction. It's just more mountains that kind of like snake around. Really, the best I was just imagining hopping branches to go look on the other side. Um, That would take you probably two days to go do that. Like, oh, on the other side of the tree? Yeah. No, you're not obstructed from like, the tree's not obstructing you. No, no, no. It's, It's just that there is not much to see to the south. It's the parking lot in the backside of a Burger King. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's the part that the DM didn't design. You're supposed to be looking north. <laughs> there's nothing it's to like the like don't, don't tug at that thread. Low textured weather thread of yeah, clouds. Yeah, basically. It's a kind fog a, cloud. Like yeah. when you turn to the south, you're just yeah. like, oh, it's weird. It's just a fog cloud here. <laughs> we start walking south That's and like, <laughs> why, like just floating above us is like, you are leaving game area. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Words that you don't, <laughs> runes that you don't fuck? understand. And then all of a sudden you're walking north again. Strange. <laughs> just an ominous red countdown from 10. <laughs> yeah. What is this? 
now that I'm out on the branch and I don't see anything wild, Walker has an idea and he wants to try it. Yes, I love ideas. It's not like anything to help right now, but it's something that ever since the situation where they were falling and they tried to do the echo to switch places to lessen the fall and it kind of works, but it didn't seem super reliable. Walker's going to jump off the tree. And I have an argument for why I think this should work, but if not, then I'll deal with my consequences. Um, On the way down, I want to cast Gust of Wind, in which a line of strong wind, 60 feet long and 10 feet wide, blasts from me in a direction I choose for the spell's duration, which is up to a minute. Any creature in the line must spend two feet of movement for every one foot when it's moving closer to you. So like whenever it's in the line, moving in the direction of the line. In my thought, if the ground can't move and I'm a creature, it would also make me go half the speed down, essentially being Featherfall. Mechanically, narratively, it makes sense. Mechanically, it's a second level spell that I could only use on like my to slow myself down, whereas Featherfall is a first level spell that can slow five people down. So it's not like it's broken or anything. I just wanted to try it out. I don't think it's broken. Narratively, what's interesting to me is the fact that this is a pretty gutsy move for being over 100 feet off the ground and never having done this before, right? You've you've tested the waters with like yeah, yeah, I've used moving up and wind. down on a three-story building. So I feel like there should be some role to see how well you execute like a oh, spell yeah. that you haven't done before. So I've done Gust of Wind, just not like this. Yeah. Let's do a constitution saving throw because you're just, just, you're under pressure, baby. All right. Saving throw? Yeah. That's good. That's a, that's a plus six. So 16. Okay. Yeah. That's a good roll. On the way down, your stomach is in your throat and the wind is rushing past. You can't hear anything. And about halfway down because a hundred, like hundred plus feet is a fucking long way doesn't go as fast as you think. (laughs) It probably crosses your mind for just a minute. Like this was stupid. I should not have, I really should have rethought this. Um, And then, and then you land, you hit hard. You kind of do like, what's, what's your landing pose? I aim to just like, cause I can have the line of wind come down, go in any direction as Mm -hmm. long as it originates from me. So I'm trying to like pencil dive and have it come straight down from my feet. Um, And I want to just kind of land nonchalant, like I'm walking, but I don't think I pull it off that smooth. You know, like there's a little bit of a tumble and then like, but next time it'll probably look cool. You're doing, uh, if I'm remembering this correctly, you're doing a, uh, like a Homelander, like a, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. You go straight down and then you're like, oh fuck, I totally fucked up. And then you hit the ground and you're fine. All right. And the gust of wind like is coming down from you. So it blows leaves and, and, uh, you know, debris and fungus and everything on the floor of the forest just out to the side and you're standing in front of this giant tree with no entrance that you can see looking around you at just dense thick subtropical forest and your line of sight in any one direction is obstructed after about you know 15 feet now the the diagram implied a hatch somewhere around here right it did i'm gonna start looking for it all right give me uh give me an investigation check with advantage that was fucking crazy. I see Walker jump off. I'm very confused. I'm like, wait, what? What a show off. We're on a ladder. 
I try to call out <laughs> to Walker. Are you okay? I'm like, I guess I'll see you down there. And uh, I'm like, literally, I'm just going to climb back down. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Leo wants to jump off the tree. No, 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 Leo. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> You can't predict what they'll do. That's what they say. They, day one of DMing, they say, you'll never know what they're going to do. Will you catch me if I jump? Uh, how, how? I mean, the, I have one more minute of wind. <laughs> no, I'm climbing down like a normal person. I mean, it took half a minute probably to fall yeah, to that fall, far. Yeah. Like, you know, it's maybe not half a minute, maybe like 10 have seconds. A feather fall. I don't know how fast things fall. <laughs> I don't know what terminal velocity of a triton is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are the rest of you doing? Climbing down. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to climb down. I'm like, I guess we're going down now. Yeah. That that was, I was going to have a moment with Leo? you guys. but I am climb. jumping off of I mean, I'm, the tree. Uh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> are you jumping off <laughs> the tree? Christ. It's 100 feet in the air, you moron. Yeah, I just... um. <laughs> While we were all up here, I was I was gonna say, I, you know, I was just gonna say something like, "Wow, we all made it out of the city. This is pretty cool, right?" But then Walker jumped off the tree. <laughs> He's like, "Wow, look at this scenery. I'm going back down." Like, okay, peace, love you, <laughs> see you later. But yeah, whatever. It's okay. We can just we just could just climb down. It's pretty cool that we made it this far, huh? And I start climbing down. Yeah, no, I think it's really cool. You're going away. <laughs> I was trying to think you're already talking. You're down. Oh, I'm coming. <laughs> and then Leo jumps off, I guess. Leo, how are you justifying this? Is there? Are you doing anything? I saw Walker do it. Oh, my God. Are you really doing this? <laughs> okay. He just explodes. <laughs> Um, Walker, make a dexterity saving throw, please. Does Walker see Leo? Like, Leo, do you yell cowabunga or anything? (laughs) No, I'm just going to basically walk off. God damn it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is happening. (laughs) Walker, make a dexterity saving throw, please. So I, I will happily make a dexterity saving throw if if no, but is there any way I could roll to see if I notice him jump up there? Like if I look back up I, whenever I land. I'm assuming can... you do. <laughs> okay. But I need to know how quick you are on your feet. Okay. <laughs> do you next... notice it when he's halfway down or do you notice him walking off the edge? That's what I want to know. Probably halfway is... down. Yeah. How quick are you on your yeah, feet? Not super fast. That's a total of five. Oh, ouch. I was gonna try and cast wall of water under him to like give him like a ten foot okay. pool of water to land in. But. Then you do that. Okay. Go ahead and burn that spell slot. Yeah, another and one. And because of that, instead of ten d six, I'm gonna have you roll seven d six, Leo. Oh All right. <laughs> How brave to let your players roll their falling damage. (laughs) (laughs) Just hand us a shovel and be like, all right. (laughs) All right. One, five, one, five, four, two, three. So 21. All right. That's 21 points of damage. All right. And we'll say that on the way down, you hit like a few branches 
that break your fall to some extent. And then before you hit the ground and die, your friend manages to catch you with a wall of water. But it hurts. <laughs> I just want to I make sure you're, you're not a construct. You're a humanoid and you feel pain. Shit hurts. <laughs> oh, yeah. This shit hurts. <laughs> it shit hurts. Do we and hear everyone, this? Like all around you for, for miles, you hear crack. And still, even through the wall of water is a loud metallic. <laughs> so, the that's the exit, I guess. Uh, you seem like in better shape than I am. Are you tired of this character? You could just tell me if you're tired of playing Neo. Like, Walker takes Is a it a boring <laughs> session so far? Because I, I, mean, I could do other stuff. Like, Sometimes you just got to mix I genuinely, it Genuinely, I saw him jump off. I thought it'd be fun. I wanted to do it. And I decided at that moment I was going to do it, given the opportunity. You realize charisma yeah, is your low stat, right? Like not intelligence. <laughs> No, I love it. Wisdom's like, plus yeah, zero. Yeah, Walker did it. He was fine. It happened, right? Okay, you're not the you're you're smart enough to know it's not a good idea, but you're not wise enough to not follow your friend when they step. <laughs> so, do we hear this clang inside of the building? I'm sure. Yeah, you hear it. You like realize he's gone. Like the minute you're like, no, 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 and you like want to like do something about it, and he's gone. And then it, there you hear it, and you climb down the ladder, find the hatch. <laughs> Walker uh, Walker's just... like feeling along the outside of the tree. And then you're like, you're like, I think I got it. And you're reaching in and then it opens beside you and you see Illinois' head pop out. Can I just add that while they're in there and they hear the Walker first, after a moment of perplexed silence, just asks Leo, are, are you good? Yeah, that was fun. So <laughs> what you guys hear is <laughs> clang, a little bit of silence. He's good. <laughs> is, that, is that enough? You need it better. I think. I think you need. You need, you need to be that it. distance, but it had louder. The, it had the. It had the filter on it. Don't cover your mouth. He's good. There we go. <laughs> perfect. There we, that's perfect. All right. So F L and L, you've found the hatch. With some effort, especially L&L, since you went down first, take some effort, but you manage to turn the large crank on the inside of the door, and it makes that classic just screeching sound as you turn it. And there's a little bit of a release of air as you pop it open and step out onto the forest floor. And F, you follow. Now, the four of you are truly in nature for the first time in your lives. It's quiet, it's lonely, even lonelier than it was inside the hatch. You're standing around in just the absolute solitude, the quiet solitude of the mountain, surrounded by this dense, overgrown, subtropical forest. It's a little bit wet. The air is so humid. It's Again, like another world from where you've come. It's warm. Um, feels like it's going to get cool at night. Like it's got that feeling. Uh, a little misty. And the trees are thick and they're tall. And there are definitely vines and moss. And so there's a little bit of that. But it's not as it's not as dark and it's not as completely 
all encompassing as like the Amazonian rainforest, right? It's it's a little bit more, the trees are slightly more spread out, even though there's dense overgrowth on the forest floor. But you can still see a little bit of light kind of streaming in. You know, it's strange to say, maybe it's just the immensity of it all, but it kind of reminds me of home. It's not that different from Osiria. I mean, it's just kind of nothing forever out in front of you. Plant life, who fucking knows what's living in it, you know? Um, there's a different, like, air to Ella now. Being in a forest, I have studied this particular terrain qu- quite a bit. And this is the first time I've ever actually gotten to see it. I can tell you so much about this kind of terrain. <laughs> Probably. Walker <laughs> it's picks my up. favorite terrain <laughs> to be in. Walker Weirdly picks up enough. a plant piece nearby. What's this? <sighs> roll that roll a nature check. Okay. Well, I finally get to use my ranger things. Amazing. Is it like at advantage because it's in your favorite train or anything? I don't know how it works. Uh, well, that's a natural 20, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> What's this? <laughs> well, <laughs> let me tell you, sir. Go on. Uh, I don't I don't know anything about plants in real life. So <laughs> just, <laughs> like Google like a scientific page on pine trees. And give me the- <laughs> no, I was just going to say Elanil proceeds to unleash right oh well that is a rare breed of what's known as a ficus like these are incredible plants they lie dormant for a really long time and then at just the right time uh when 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 the world has turned just right and they get the right amount of sun they unfurl because they know exactly when to open up for the best lighting and they absorb all of that in a process known as photosynthesis this is incredible because this plant means that this is also a game trail for for animals that come along here. And she just continues to like uh, go in depth about all of the, the things that this plant in this location represents and how uh, scouts for, you know, a hundred years have been coming out into the wilds and learning about the history of these forests and, and compiling that information. And she's heard about most of this stuff through her work with uh, Inyara. Whoa, I think I like forest you. <laughs> I've never heard you say that many words at once, and you almost sounded like an entirely different person. That was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) This is just really all I've ever wanted to do. Just get out of these walls, and I knew the forest was just outside of the walls, and so I've done everything I can to learn as much as I can, because I, I knew that that would be the next step, and I didn't want to be lost in it. I've got a question for you, Elanil, seeming that you you understand this space. Is there a safe distance to jump from? Because uh, that was too high, I think. I don't think that's a forest question. I think that's like a common sense question, actually. And I just kind of <laughs> glare at both of you, Walker and Leo. Leo, how tall are you? Like seven foot. I'd say about seven feet. All right. Yeah. Or just let us know first. 
Just I feel almost. like I was pretty clear about wanting to walk off. <laughs> I said but don't. We did not think you were serious. <laughs> <laughs> let the let the additional record record show and, and reflect uh, that I um you're really old and should have known better. I've spent my entire life. Doesn't matter actually this time. <laughs> <laughs> If I've seen you do shit like that, why didn't you jump? Were you afraid? Were you afraid of the height? I didn't want to set a bad example. I mean, I already said it. You could have done it. I know, but like, I didn't want to, you know, I can imagine like the flowing of people. I was not afraid. I was not, I would, I would never be afraid of anything. Except for some heights, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) After you've all put your measuring sticks away. (laughs) Go on. LNL. Oh, um, I just wanted to let everybody know for being in my favorite terrain, uh, natural explorer, you have a favorite terrain type. Your proficiency bonus is doubled for proficient skills when you make intelligence or wisdom checks related to it. While traveling for an hour or more in your chosen terrain, difficult terrain doesn't slow your group's travel. Your group can't be lost except by magical means. You remain alert to danger even when you are engaged in another activity you can move stealthily at a normal pace while alone. You find twice as much food while foraging. And while tracking creatures, you learn the exact number, sizes, and how long ago they passed through the area. That is well, insane. insane. That is insane. Yeah. I mean, that's Nathar, for like one particular area. I'm like useless yeah, everywhere. Yeah. All of a sudden, Nathar's <laughs> like, cool, next session, desert. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm only good in this area, and then everything else is dead. That's oh, dude. I cater to my uh, my player strengths. Hell yeah! That means you get plus eight to nature checks. That's insane. Um, oh, that's that crazy. is called um, natural explorer, right? Yes. yes. I'm going to pull that up because I'm sure I will need to reference it again. <laughs> Eleanor, take a look at this, and I'm going to point to like the divot that my body created. Okay, I look at it. What created that? What animal created that track? I look up at you because I'm just, I already know. It's its mechanical in nature. <laughs> I can tell you that. No, I got to roll a survival check. <laughs> I'm right. so done. It's like a I'm perfect kidding. snow I'm angel kidding. of I'm Leo. Kidding. You do not have to do that. <laughs> I'm just curious now. Okay, well, that's not that great. But. Burn those low rolls, baby. The four of you are... In higher spirits than you have been probably in a while, the stress of dealing with a essentially a political coup of some kind that you all partook of, like reestablishing your whole city and society's governance was perhaps way above your pay grade, way above what you wanted to be doing with your time, and to be suddenly thrust into an environment that presents a whole host of new challenges as you're standing around joking and enjoying the camaraderie of one another's company, you realize that you're completely alone out here. And it starts to set in that you'll need to think about things differently. You'll need to watch your step. You'll need to be on your A game. And it'll challenge your senses even more than everything you've been through over the past couple of weeks. I feel like I'm not super alone in that in this in this group that this feels very freeing not worrying about people like 
staring at me and making note of me. Yes. Um, and I feel like none of us are super social creatures. I'm putting this on myself, but I don't know if anybody else feels the same way. Like this, this feels very like freeing and uh, natural <laughs> to Leo. There's definitely a large part of Walker that like, in both societies, less so usually Vesper, which is why you would hang out there more often, but towards the end, definitely, it just felt like crushed by expectations and rules and shit, and it's like, I don't think Walker knows for sure, but it has always assumed they would be, or he would be good on his own at surviving if he just had the opportunity to not have to deal with everybody else's restrictions, so there's that excitement, and then the most terrifying thought pops into his head. There's no bars out here. Going beans. We didn't even bring any alcohol. Did we? we didn't bring any cider. We didn't bring any slick. Fuck. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. There might be some stuff in my stomach with that no, like no. rotting fish carcass. No, no, you keep that. You go ahead and keep that. <laughs> Going beans. Just got to find some berries. Got to find some berries. All right. So you've spent some time inside the bunker, which has a name, by the way. Looking back at that manual, it's called The Exchange. Not having fully explored the station and itching to see what else is around here. I think now's a great time to partake in some basic preparation for you know, maybe the next couple hours of exploration. So starting with you, Walker, let's say it takes you the next hour. What do you do? Uh, yeah, I'll be foraging for berries, fruits, mushrooms if possible. But, you know, I don't think Walker's fully like come to the full realization that I need to be looking for like substantial food for the long haul. Um, go ahead and give me a survival check. 19. Hmm. That's a success. The DC for this area is 15. So that's some of the mechanics. But narratively, um, you find what you need, but I'll let you describe it. Yeah, I think I find some um, mushrooms that seem like they'd be good for cooking and eating, possibly. A lot of wild berries that I'm not eating, that I'm gathering kind of in a in a cloth and whenever I get back I'm going to try and find like a jug that I can fill with water eventually with these berries I know what you're doing I'm trying to make mead <laughs> okay. do I come across any streams or fresh water or anything while out and about foraging uh, no not immediately cool. here let's go over to Leo so I'm in a position where I do not need to eat or drink as a being so my first instinct would be to search for signs of life and like paths, but I'm going to reserve that decision for if either of the next two want to enlist me in helping them for anything else, because I understand that they do need food. All right. So uh, F, what about you? I'd like to go back and search inside of the, uh, the tree house for anything that might be immediately useful for like travel gear. Let's do a survival check on that, too. Sure. I think all of these will probably end up being survival checks. Uh, 12 plus 6, 18. 
did you say like survival gear or travel gear? Yeah, generally what, what like travel gear. Are you? I'm thinking like bed rolls. Like if there's if there are like backpacks, yeah. you know, kind of sort of usual assortments, flint, tinder, things like that that might have been pre-prepared. Not like a full kit necessarily, but useful things. Yeah. You turn this place over mm-hmm. and you find some really important information, right? One, the bottom room, the utility room is where the water pumps are located and there is no fresh water in the facility. Uh, they're not working currently. They are completely dead. So you have no showers, no running water of any kind. The storeroom is also depleted. It's clear there was food there stockpiled for if and when survivors or refugees might need this place. But in the two weeks that they were here, they burned through it. They were probably actually hungry before they were rescued and brought back to Vesper. Uh, in the rooms, however, while a little filthy, you and matted, you find some bedrolls and some basic essentials that might be used in sparking a fire. And you probably like grab a few things from the engineering bay that seem like they could potentially be used in a pinch, like a like a length of wire that doesn't seem super important, but you're using your best guess. So you manage to bundle together, we'll say like two kits that you guys will have to share among you. Got it. Um, and then when the time comes, you know, that, that stuff's going to help in your readiness. Two kits so plus successful. like a wire you said, right? That was really useful, like a metal. That's like part of the kit. Okay, right? got like, it. Like some wiring, just generalized materials that are not the, like the, they're not designed for this job, but they'll cool. do in a pinch. Totally. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ella Nil. Hmm. Ella is torn because she wants to look for either shelter or like hunting. Well, the shelter thing is unlocked because you guys have this whole bunker. Right. So, yeah, she's trying to think like, are we trying to leave? I think it's worth it to say you want to get the lay of the land and see if there's any kind of, you, you suspect there might be a game trail nearby or there might be like animals that come through here. So, give me a survival check. Yeah, I'll try to track some animals, see what kind of animal life is here. I rolled a 19 plus 6, 25. While tracking creatures, you learn the exact number, sizes, and how long ago they passed through the area. Okay. You learn that within the past six hours, a family of boar-like creatures, like, are you familiar with javelinas? They're a little smaller than like a big wild boar, like you'd, you'd think about, like um, they have short fur and stripes and, and the babies are really super duper cute. They set up their nest not far from water. So they make kind of a direct line along an area where they can forage for berries and then get to water and they kind of do this like big loop. And so you manage to pick up a trail that's leading north and you kind of like follow along as far as you can before you realize you need to turn back and connect with the rest of the group. But there's a trail that leads north. Maybe like four adults and maybe like six to eight uh, younglings. Um, I make it back to the group and to whoever is around. (laughs) Um, Definitely convey the message of, I found uh, a creature's trail that typically goes to water. So if we're looking for water, which we will need, we can head that way. So Leo. Yeah. Nobody enlisted my help. So I am going to look for like signs of activity from humanoids. That is a natural 20. Yeah. Okay. It's the strangest thing. You find what look to be medium-sized humanoid footprints. And they're pretty well covered, right? So it's not something that's super obvious. You had to look very closely. In fact, you have no right to be this good at tracking. You've never done it before. And then following in that direction, eventually you find a casing of some kind. 
It's metallic in nature. Again, some kind of alloy. Uh, it's empty and hollow. Okay. It seems errant as well, like a mistake that you found it at all. Interesting. I'm assuming brass based on the description. Yeah, it's got that coloration. Huh. So the four of you regroup. You've got time to travel maybe like two to three hours away from your location before you'd want to turn around and get back before dark. If you do want to camp here, if you want to camp out in the wilderness, you could probably make it about four to six hours away from this location before you would need to make camp. So what do you guys want to do? Well, we need water, right? I know Walker needs water for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say because he berries, but well, because you're a fish man. Right? So. <laughs> <laughs> because water, you're like a every fish man every other hour i don't know anyway i'm actually fine <laughs> i don't need it i, don't I know it. i mean it's not explicitly stated that tritons are like like need to be in water but i imagine it probably is a little uncomfortable yeah it's like a it it feels the air is humid the, the, the air being humid is nice but like if there's not water in the air i imagine that i'm not going to die but it kind of feels like i'm having an allergic reaction after a while you know yeah. <laughs> if we can Get out there and camp tonight. I mean, it's a trial run, right? We're close enough to the bunker that if anything goes terribly wrong, we can get back in a few hours. You said you found water, Ella, right? I found uh, tracks of, uh, yeah, evidence that there's probably water nearby. I say let's try and find the water and camp out by it. You know, consider it a uh, training round, if you will. Is there a reason that you want to go to the water? You want to know? I mean, I did ask. Uh, it's because as a triton, I can talk to fish, and I'm realizing that I have shit for company right now, so I need to go find someone else to have a conversation with. No, I, I don't know. I just, I really want to turn these berries into mead, and I need some water to soak them in. Some of us are thirsty. Also, I could go for a swim. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, you're all probably very thirsty at this point. Okay, you're right. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So the four of you set up. You've got your two little kits that are bundled together that F is carrying, and uh, you have a general direction of where the water might be. You have berries and fungus and other various rations, and you also have... Did you share with everyone what you found, Leo, or did you keep that yourself? I'd, I would share it with everybody. Yeah. You also have evidence of someone else, right? The first evidence of another humanoid creature that has been through these parts. And this is Recently. off the wall, like different enough that I wouldn't even think to like try Name to it? equate it to something that I know about. Give me, give me a history check. Okay. This is right up your alley. Six plus I think five. Let's see. History five. So 11 or is it, is it six or nine? One sec. No, it's six. 11. Okay. Within 11, I don't think you could name it, but it does seem like a projectile. Okay. Also, I realize now that I misdescribed it, it, uh, it wouldn't be, so like the pointed end is not there, <laughs> right? I'm realizing now how little I know about like weaponry. Oh, I didn't, I didn't hear you mention the pointed end. <laughs> I did. I said, yeah, shell. it's pointed. Yeah. It, yeah, it's yeah. an expended shell. So, yeah. so yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a rifle shell. So it wouldn't be pointed. It would just be the back half of it yeah. um, emptied. Mm -hmm. Now, I just want to point out, because of that, plot-wise, I don't know if it matters at all. That would mean that it was fired from this location, not fired into this location. Correct. That okay, is cool. accurate. All right. 
All right, cool, cool, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, there's foot, there's boot prints. It's clearly uh, it was fired near here. Okay, here. within. Let's see, you had about an hour, so. I just, I don't know to what degree you don't know guns. I hope Leo didn't like dig a shell out of a tree, like miles away from where the rifle so is supposed to be. Within, <laughs> within a mile and a half of this location, within a mile of this location is where you found it. Okay. Cool. Okay. The important thing is that there are people or a person, and uh, this seems to have been part of some kind of weaponry, but you're not exactly sure what its purpose is. You walk about two hours before you reach the road. And just like on the map, that I'm sure you pulled it up and brought with you, F. That and it the photos. It stretches east and west, right? A little bit northeast and a little bit southwest. And it's kind of elevated. You have to kind of walk up an embankment to reach the edge of the road. And it's strange. You've never seen any surface like this. It's smooth. It's, it's marked. There are white lines dotted along the center of it. And it's cobbling is, you know, much finer, much smoother than anything that you've ever seen back home. And it's old and it's not well-maintained. It's completely overgrown. So left or right? Uh, we were tracking the, um, the animals tracks to get mm. to the water. Yeah. Make so a perception check. Went to the road or not. <laughs> Do I double this as well since it's related or no? Double your proficiency. Yeah. Oh yes, my proficiency bonus and stuff. Okay, um, so that is twenty-three. Damn, you hear the sound of splashing water to the west. And the road snakes down a little bit, like it, it loses some elevation to the west, like to your left as you're approaching the road. It loses some elevation, um, and then it begins to go up and around a curve, and you can hear the sound of running water and some splashing a little further down. What do you do? Well, we found the water, and we know there's meat there if people like meat. <laughs> um, Leslie is conflicted about killing baby animals, so <laughs> I don't know how Ella feels about it. All right, so as a group, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to do you want to walk along the road? Are you guys going to scout around? Like, what? I just need to know position wise where you guys want to take this. I think I'd be uh, fascinated but a little wary of the road and want to walk, like walk next to it. Mm. Yeah. I think adjacent would be the, the way to go. Cause it feels it's a like, naturally open, right? Like it yeah. feels, yeah, it feels exposed. wrong. feels weird. Mm-hmm. Get off the road. I don't know why they perforated it in the middle. That's weird. <laughs> Does it open? I don't know. With Ella, we can go anywhere. So yeah, that's true. That's true. So it takes about another five to 10 minutes. You skirt the, edge of the road until you come you know the in the forest it descends while the road goes up and you can see a bridge that's broken in the middle that extends would have extended out across the river that you found all of this is not the main river this is an offshoot probably uh, like what you said earlier like a creek or a stream of some kind that's wide enough that they needed to build the bridge over it um, and it seems to go underneath and, and, and the, what you would know as a player, the, the asphalt and the concrete that was used to build the bridge, which is not that high up above you, right? Maybe like 15, 20 feet is completely dilapidated in the middle and the bits of material 
and stone that were used to construct it are all lying in the bed below. Um, everyone roll a perception check for me. Eleven total. Eleven. Thirteen. Eleven. Oh my god. The three of us got eleven. <laughs> Wowzers. Wow. In the water, just beyond the bridge, are a family of boar-like creatures. And between you and them is a sight that you can't quite comprehend. Although the parts you can are organic. Bones woven together with moss and vines like sinew tethered around a form that you can't quite make out. The feeling and the sensation you get is not at all dissimilar from the creature that you just watched the dweller destroy. Although this one is of medium size. And perceiving you, it slowly, very awkwardly turns and you see where its head should be. Fractured remains of a humanoid skull just haphazardly affixed to a voidless, like a, a featureless void beneath it. And I need everyone to roll initiative. I have an 11. Yep. Uh, 16 from Walker. Okay, LNL. 13. Uh, Leo. 7. You have, Beautiful. historically, by the way, as we've gone through, you have the worst initiative every single time. Plus yeah. zero initiative. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. I literally don't think you've done better than last all game. I also don't roll that well most of the time. That that 20 I got a couple rolls ago, one of the only 20s I've gotten in the entire campaign. Oh, shit. This dice... If not the only one. Rarely rolls below an eight. Yeah, I've it. That's because it, that's cause two it, sessions it doesn't point. have numbers below an eight, right? That one. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just eight, 20, eight, 20, eight, 20. Walker, what is your dexterity? Uh, it is plus three. A 16. Okay. I think I'm going to um, just then... send you guys everything dice. <laughs> Dude, these dice roll very well. I'm telling you, I'm, I've had yeah. good luck now. And then F, what is your dexterity? It's got to be high, right? 15, which is a plus two. Plus two? Yep. Okay. Leo's dexterity is four. Just kidding. Not a plus four. Four. <laughs> four. <laughs> Flat. Leo has to make a saving throw every time he takes another step because his dexterity is so low. <laughs> the four of you walk down the slope beside the road. It begins to separate a little bit. You get further and further from the road because it's so you, you don't want to walk on the hillside. And you round the corner and look down the stream across the chasm between where the bridge has fallen and see this creature standing there and it turns away from the boars and begins to shamble toward you. You're about 30 feet away. So it closes the distance quickly, really fast. Give me a marching order. Who was leading the pack? Uh, I was tracking, right? So probably me. Okay. And then who's bringing up the rear? Probably me. Okay. So then Elinil, you're first uh, in line for an attack, and this creature shambles toward you. Again, you can't make out its true form. It's as if it's adorned with twigs and vines and moss and bones, making it uh, seem like 
some sort of creature born of necromancy, but there's something else going on here. And when you look at it, it's like your brain wants to make sense of it, but it it hurts. It's maddening to try to like understand its form. And again, that's the feeling you had when you looked at this oversized creature, right, in the future's courtyard. So that is the feeling that pings really strong in the back of your mind. I'm going to make a roll as this thing reaches out to grab you. That is a 13 to hit. Miss. A miss. It's 14. All right. Okay. And then its second attack is a miss as well. This thing reaches out at you with two uh, hands. I mean, you assume they're hands, but uh, really they're like a mismatch of like humanoid bones and animal bones that reach out and try to grab at you and you quickly dodge away. Um, And then that's going to bring us to Walker. All right. How far away from it? So it's closed the distance with Ella, and I assume I'm pretty close with Ella? I think so. You're probably like just beside, or maybe a little to the right or left of Ella. So this thing is almost within melee distance of you. All right. I'll uh, bonus action, bring out the Echo on the Mm -hmm. other side of it, and then I will swoop up and try and flank with Ella since it's in melee. Okay. And I will take my two swings. Please do. Break out the swords. The first swing is a unnatural 20. And that is with the nice sword. And the second swing is a unnatural 20. Different rolls, because different swords. 12 and a 14. Go ahead and roll damage for both of those. Yeah. All right. So uh, the fancy sword does nine damage. The not fancy sword does eight damage. Okay. And that's a, it's a bonus action to bring it out. Action done. That's, that's my turn. Okay. Next in the order is F, assuming you're within 10 to 15 feet of this creature. Yeah. So I am going to jump into melee range, of course. And I am going to uh, do two arm arm strikes. Hoping okay. it's not too metagamey. I put. I just want to point out that I put the echo on the opposite side from us. I can't get. So if I stand in the middle, flanking from the echo, but I believe you can. Yeah, so you flanking again provides advantage. Advantage. Okay. So first yep. attack. I mean, I could also just take these potentially. Uh, if twenties were hitting, these are two dirty twenties because I get plus five. They're both fifteens. So I'll just. Okay. I mean, should I'll just roll? For Go ahead. To crit. Yeah, I did not. I Holy shit. They're both natural ones. Can't make this shit up. <laughs> so <sighs> I wow, have a heart attack. Burn them. <laughs> Get it out of here. <laughs> Jesus Get Christ. Out of all here. right. So go ahead and roll damage. All right. Uh, all right. So that's going to be an eight and a seven. Fifteen. OK. Anything else? I totally thought you were just pawning off your inability to do math on us. Saying eight and a seven, which is a total of. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do a flurry of blows for a key point, um, which is two more attacks. Okay, go ahead and roll those attacks. Yep. Take, do I get advantage on this? I'm assuming. Okay, because it was a three and a 10. So I'm going to. If you're flanking, you still do. Yeah. Shouldn't, should be because I didn't move. Oh, no. 11 and a 9. Oh, sorry. One of them's a 15. One of them was a 10. So plus 5, 15. 
Okay, cool. The 15 hits. Okay. All right. So just the one. Sorry, I did. I forgot. I like completely re-rolled and didn't note the roll itself. Oh my God. Three damage on that one. You're not unfamiliar with using your fists uh, to protect someone or to defend yourself. But is anything different about it this time? Yeah, I'm going to um, commit that last attack to a summoning strike because it was a melee hit that connected. Burn a key point. Okay. All right. But but what this is, is I am I'm 100 percent. I'm punching. I'm hitting as, as hard. Absolutely. As, as I can. And it's 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 not new. It's just different. Before there was previously in the last fight, there was there was the sense of sort of righteous rage. And now it's more of a. A protective instinct, I think. I think there's a little bit of, little bit of that going on in F's head. Is that a con save for stunning strike? What is that? Yes. Yep. All right. DC fourteen. I, that's going to save. Okay. Next in the order is LNL. Roll a perception check for me, and not this won't burn anything on your turn. Am I still adding my um, doubled proficiency bonus? I, I wouldn't double your proficiency for this particular roll. No. Okay. This is a uh, eleven. What I'll tell you, without any great detail, is that the creature, when it is assaulted twice by magical means, because F's fists count as magical weapons, it appears to relish in that. Even though it does appear to take damage, like things break, it appears to take the attack but it also immediately turns its attention toward the echo as soon as it manifests. Like it's like it draws all of its attention and then F appears and it's turning back, right? There is something about the magic that is drawing its attention. What would you like to do? Hmm. Uh, Did we say that, or did we decide that um, if I'm in melee range, do do ranged weapons get disadvantage or anything? Like Like a longbow? Yeah. It will always be at disadvantage in melee range. Yep. Okay. I will. Do, do, do. Is anyone flanking with me? I am. Okay. Sorry, Walker. I'm going to take my action to disengage and uh, move 15 feet back uh, and bonus action cast Hunter's Mark. Okay. Because um, I'm scared that it was trying to grab at me. Scary creature. Back. All right, <laughs> scary. Uh, Leo, that, scary. that's going to bring us to you. So I'm going to spend a bonus action to cast Magic Stone on three of my little pebbles. Okay. Do I have line of sight where I could throw one of them? Yep, you sure do. All right, I'm going to throw a rock. Okay, go ahead. Make an attack roll. 19. Plus two. Plus two. 21. A 21. Go ahead and roll damage. Because this is not spell attack. This is just regular attack. Mm-hmm. Right. You do know that you get two attacks per turn now, right? I do after leveling up. Yeah. Nice. One plus two, three. <laughs> three points of damage on that one. Roll the next one too. Next one. 16. That hits. Okay. Six plus two, eight. Nice. Minimum and maximum. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Throwing rocks. You guys did so much damage in that one round that this thing falls to the ground. It collapses in a pile of bones and sticks and stones and vines and moss. And then it begins to rise. And it just 
stands back to its feet slowly, reassembling itself in a new order, right? The, the bones aren't where they were before. They're clacking back into place. The vines are sliding back up the arm. And Walker, it's your turn. Okay, so Ella ran back away from it. Mm -hmm. I will also run backwards away from it. Okay, using disengage? I'm not going to disengage. I'm going to try and see if it'll swing at me. All right, this is a 19 to hit. 19 does hit, yeah. Okay. Okay, so you're going to take 23 points of necrotic damage as it grabs you. And I need you to make a constitution saving throw, please. All right. All right. Trying to see what... (laughs) Trying to gather information here. (laughs) (laughs) That was an expensive gather. (laughs) I did fuck around and I did find out. (laughs) Uh, 15. Ooh, yeah, that's just going to save. You feel as if this thing is not just, it's not scratching, it's not pulling, it's not tearing, it's draining. Okay. And what's weird is when it drains... You don't just feel your life force weaken, you feel your arcane energy weaken. You even see that your echo flickers for a moment and then is back. This thing's feeding on you just through its touch. Is that going to end your turn? No, no, not at all. That was just my movement. Uh, I will take two actions from the echo's location, which is still next to it, or Mm -hmm. two attacks from the echo's location. Oh. That is 13 to hit and a natural one. Okay. Yeah. The 13 hits. The 13 hits. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, for seven damage. Ooh. And I do have a bonus action. Please. Two weapon fighting. Just throws another one in there. That that one's better. It's on my This is all your again. echo. Yeah, it, they're all coming from the Echo. Nice. And that's an 18 to hit, so that'll okay, do damage. Uh, nine damage on that. And I'm going to keep backing up after feeling that and just yell out to everybody, Th- this might be one we just want to get away from. <laughs> and um, Interesting you say that as you're backing up. Give me a perception check. Ooh, fuck. Very good. Uh, dirty 20. You hear a twig snap. And you turn and look over your shoulder and you see two more of these things closing in, triangulating in on your, your, your position. So the four of you are surrounded. You, you can still dodge and weave between them. They're not within like a you know, tight little sphere, but they're moving in. I think the one that is coming in from behind, the one that goes next is closest to LNL and it's going to close the distance and it is going to reach out and try to touch LNL. And it's going to miss the first attack. I'm so fast in my favorite terrain. <laughs> and the second attack. So LNL, you, the, you hear Walker shouting like, look out, right? Like Walker's awareness of the situation gives you just enough an advantage that you're able to definitely step aside as this thing like just clambers forward. And it's the same situation. You can't make out the thing's true nature, but you can see the bones that are kind of like, you know, uh, attached to it, not not tied to it, just adhered to it. Um, sticks and stone. This one doesn't have a skull over its face. This one has a piece of bark over its face that makes some sort of makeshift orcish looking expression at you, right? It's got this like deep, dark, like very woody looking nature, but it's 
It's like if you look hard enough, you can see a face in there, but it's very unsettling. And that's going to bring us to F. So here's the thing. I'm definitely going to throw some attacks there. I'm reaching, I'm reaching deep. So we're going to throw two attacks to start with. I got a nat 20 and a 19 without adding anything. Nice. Both of those are going to hit. All right. And that, that nat 20 will crit. Sweet. So like I said, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm reaching deep on these and I'm, I'm noticing what's kind of going on around and I'm thinking about hitting really fast, like really hard because I'm, I'm planning on disengaging shortly hereafter. And my fists fly like lightning, right? So it's two fives for the two base attacks. So that's plus seven. So it's 14 to start with. And then what was the crit? And that's a one. So 15. Okay. So a total of 15 damage on the one that you're currently engaged with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. It goes to the ground. Okay. So then I, you, so it's, it's on the ground. Shouldn't be able to attack me. Not that it matters actually, cause I'm mobile, so it can't hit me anyway. Yeah. You currently can actually, if you choose to use your movement now, you will not get an attack. Of opportunity. Sweet. Move my movement, run to the one that's closest to, is there one coming for Leo? There is one coming. I'm not sure the positioning. Are you sure. Walker backed up a little bit? I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking about where I need to be. <laughs> okay. So Leo, your positioning, you were at range. I would say you're probably like, maybe if Walker and F were in the action, maybe it's like Elenil and you are like 10 feet apart, mm-hmm. like doing ranged attack, right? So Walker, do you back up closer to Elenil or do you back up closer when you get away? I would have been on the opposite side of Elenil, so farther away. Okay, got you. So you guys are all fanned out. So there's one creature coming closest to Walker, one creature closest to like currently attacking Elenil. And we'll say Leo is like in the middle. They're like fanned out, like across from you. All right, I'm going to go for the one that is... You've got plenty of health left. I'm going to go for the one that's attacking Elenil. Yeah. All right. Because I, I took out the other creature again. So depending on whether or not it dies. Yeah. Dash across there. Go ahead and uh, roll your next attack. Do you have like a, you're using a bonus action for like flurry? I'm going to flurry to blows since I hit. Okay. So that's a 13 plus uh, the five, 18. That hits. Okay. I am once again going to turn this into a stunning strike. I'm just burning through these key points. I got one left. So I hit for, of course, I roll off my desk. I hit for three, but stunning strike, con save, DC 14. Oh, nat 20. Fucking shit. God. I wish I hadn't gotten in on that, but still. (laughs) Damn it. Um, All right. So three damage on the second one. Okay. Noted. And I'm standing as close in the way-ish adjacent as possible. Uh, Flanking or just standing beside Ellen? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So you just whirl around behind it, trying to get the advantage. And that's going to take us to the creature that is approaching Walker. And it'll close the distance and make a couple attacks. That's, oh, that is a 25 to hit. A miss. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That hits. (laughs) All right. Classic. <laughs> the oldest death. joke in the old D and D book. <laughs> the D and D book. That's going to be um, seventeen points of psychic damage um, as it reaches out and touches, just touches your shoulder, and you just feel, you feel just a sensation split your skull, and then the next one misses. Good, <laughs> and that is going to bring us to Elenil. Okay, I'm like in melee. I assume you're in melee. You're flanking this creature with F. 
stab him. But there is one behind you that is not in melee range that is attacking Walker. Okay. <laughs> I want to do something that unfortunately is not an attack, but I would really like to hope that it would help us. I've never done this before, so I'm hoping this is this is the right time to try it out. But I'm going to do um, Hunter's Sense. And basically, I get to see if there's any damage immunities, resistances, vulnerabilities, and what they are if the creature is not hidden from divination magic. All right. Is that that's a spell that you're you're casting? It's just one of my actions I can do. Okay. As an action. You could choose on creature. You're using an action to divine a weakness, essentially? Yes. Or a strength or immunity. Yeah, immunity, damage immunity, resistances, or vulnerabilities, and what they are, if it's not like hidden by divination magic. So how does this work mechanically or narratively? You're just, is it like a Sherlock Holmes moment where you're like looking and watching, you're you're surveying the whole battle and you're like putting it together, like, okay, I know what this thing's Yeah, I'm trying are. to like understand because I saw the creature fall down and rise back up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is happening and I'm trying to just analyze these creatures because I never, I never attacked. What's the feat called again? Like I just stepped back. So it's hunter's sense. I'm proud of you for sense. doing this, but at the same time, damn it! I know it's, you could have just stabbed it. it. It was a toss up. I wasn't sure it falls and comes back. Maybe there's something. Oh, so I see. You get to do it three times per long rest as an action. Yes. Choose one creature you can see within 60 feet. Immediately immediately learn whether the creature has any damage immunities, resistance, vulnerabilities, and what they are. Okay. All right. The creature appears to you. It appears to be resistant to lightning, thunder, fire, acid, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. It seems immune to poison cold and necrotic. Um, it seems to be immune to being charmed, exhausted, frightened, grappled, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned, prone, and restrained. Well. <laughs> it seems pretty resistant to- Okay, um, so it's resistant to like most damage, if not all damage. Yeah. And then immune to like, you said cold and- Poison, cold, and necrotic, yeah. Okay. Lightning, thunder, fire, acid, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks, yeah. And I only have non-magical weapons, so that's great. Yeah. Also, it appears to not die. Like, it it appears to uh, be able to regenerate. Hmm. You know, in Legend of Zelda, there's this skeleton that always falls and comes back. Does anyone have, like, a bomb? <laughs> if we drop a bomb on its crumbled body, it blows up the whole remains and it won't come back. <laughs> <laughs> Zelda is the okay. story that Inyara has told Eleanor for like, you know, her whole life. And she's like, there is a story of a skeleton that couldn't be killed except with a bomb. Um, Eleanor, that's very good. Um, do you have a bonus action? Nothing that helps. <laughs> it's just Hunter's Mark and like Slayer's Mark. All right. So you're chilling next in the order. Leo. Eleanor shouts out, it's resistant to lots like, of shit. It's... <laughs> Hit it with magical so, weapons. That's all. I believe my rocks do magical bludgeoning damage. Yes. Oh, your weapons are magic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I'm going to throw a rock at the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. You, did, you failed to like um, give Campbell a turn last time. I just want to point that oh, out. Oh, I did. I did. So, so maybe I Campbell forgot. was sniffing around and you called him over and okay. yeah. he gets a turn yeah. too. Um, throw your rock, please. I'm just going to throw a rock imbue three more and throw another one. So we'll start with mine. 
uh, so two throws, one of which is a five total and one of which is a 14 total. Okay. So the 14 hits, which one are you hitting walkers or, or LNLs? They're on either side of you. One to your right, one to your left. I would have thrown one at each. So I'm going to roll a D six. Even is LNL and odd is Walker. Even LNL. So the one that hit goes towards LNL. All right. Go ahead and roll damage. All right. So that is one D six plus two, I believe. Five damage. Nice. All right. What does Campbell do? Campbell. Also, are you using your bonus action to imbue more stones? I did. Yes. I said that. I I think that kind of got wrapped into everything. Yeah. So three more stones are imbued. Force empowered rend. Yes. So we'll go to the other one then, the one at uh, Walker and force empowered rend. Can Campbell flank? I believe so. He's an entity. Okay. So. What's he do? He's going to use his force empowered rend ability, which is, I believe, technically a melee weapon attack. Okay. I don't know where that bonus is for him. Spell attack hit modifier. Your spell attack hit modifier is... My spell attack hit modifier. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I rolled a 13. Okay, that's going to hit. Isn't yours plus five? Yeah. Plus um, five. Roll it with advantage in yeah. case you crit. 18. So 23 okay. total. All right, that hits. Go ahead and roll damage. 1d8 plus proficiency bonus force, force damage. Five plus two, seven. Oh, nice. Seven. So this thing takes seven points of magical doggy damage. And that's <laughs> going to bring us back to the top of the order. The creature that you're all about 15 feet from uh, begins to reassemble itself again. And that's going to end its turn, but it's now clicking back into place and looks like it's ready to start shambling forward um, and starts walking towards you. Walker. You're engaged in flanking this creature. You see that the one you just took down is again awake. Is, is your echo still positioned at its location? Yes. Does it get a, an attack of opportunity when it if turns? If it moves out of the melee it, with it, yeah. Okay, so go ahead and take that attack of opportunity. Uh, that would be 17. Ah, oh, nice. Okay, roll damage. All right, and its speed is reduced to zero. Okay, Because of Perfect. my sentinel feet. So it cannot move. That is uh, five plus six. That is 11 points of damage. And yeah, its speed is reduced to zero for the rest of the turn. So until the start of its next turn. Nice. Yeah, it it stops in its place. As uh, it turns to go towards me, the echo swings out and just kind of the black shadow of what is the... Omarin family sword goes like through the neck of the creature Mm -hmm. and then the echo kind of comes back but it just kind of stays there like vibrating like out of existence but the creature's just kind of stuck on it all right now it is your turn um this is not looking great for you guys you're in kind of a precarious position where you have not yet been able to fell one of these creatures we've we've gotta go and i'm gonna have the echo turn around and run in whatever direction doesn't seem to have one of the creatures okay and then I'm going to bonus action swap spots with it. Okay. And then I'm going to keep running. <laughs> so you're just splashing down the stream, calling back behind you. Is the stream, like trying to tell everybody to run with yeah. me on their yeah. turns. Is the stream, how deep is the stream? 
maybe like shin deep. So I couldn't swim. <laughs> but there's a bridge. No, I imagine you guys are standing in yeah. water right now that is about shin to knee deep at, at most. Yeah, so I'm I'm just gonna kind of head along that way away from the creatures. We'll say that you're disengaged. Yeah. Right? You're you're sufficiently out of melee range. You could run away if you need to. So hold on to that. I'm gonna try and yell for everybody to come with me. But then the creature that is attacking Elenil turns. Ooh, I never used an action, actually, right? Go ahead. If I could just throw my sword at the one. Yes. I keep forgetting waiting for that. that thing. Yeah. Um, at the one attacking Eleanor. I haven't really gotten used to throwing. <laughs> that's, a, that's an 11. <laughs> Pretty close, though. Yeah. You throw it, and it just it, it whiffs right through the creature's body. And you call it back to you. Yeah, and it uh, it just just looks like it passes right through. And does it back. physically like fly back to me, or is it like a keyblade? It like just it reapparates in my hand. Nice. It reapparates. Unless you want it to physically fly back to you. Okay. Dangerous. <laughs> Make sure you're not standing in the way. Because <laughs> I like to think that you're like moving, and then it just appears in your hand when you need it from like its position. Yeah. All right. So the creature sandwiched between L and L and F. The only person who's not in range of this is Walker, who's disengaged. I need the three of you, Leo, F, and Elinil, to make wisdom saving throws, please. Man, I love these dice. Be a 15. 16. 22. Oh, shit. These dice are fucking great. Thank you, great. F. Uh, you're going to take seven points of... 10 points of psychic damage, sorry. And I need you to roll a D100. It's going to be a 59. And then I need you to roll a D10, please. D10. That'd be a four. Mm. So for the next four minutes, you must use your action each round to attack the nearest creature, regardless of who it is. (laughs) Four minutes. This thing wails in your ear. And the sound of whatever voice it has, the energy that is emanating from it, causes you to just blindly begin attacking. I didn't use any movement. The intelligence is high enough. I think the creature is going to move out of the way. Okay, opportunity attack? Mm-hmm, you get, a, you get an attack of opportunity. Well, I think you don't get your reaction. Elinil definitely does. All right, ready for this dagger. <laughs> That'll be half damage in the end. <laughs> I hate it here. Um, 17 plus six is a number, probably. <laughs> that hits. Go ahead and roll damage. <laughs> That's a number, so, I don't probably. Know. Um, oh, nice, Max. That's seven damage. Seven damage, perfect. And you know what? Just because I think it's more interesting, you're in a rage, you're swinging wildly, you definitely get an attack of opportunity. I don't know why I tried to take that from you. You have no discretion about it. Why not? Well, I, I miss inside of that wild wild attack. It's a six plus two, so it's a you know eight. All right, but now it is your turn, and the closest creature is going to be LNL. So I have to attack at the beginning of my turn? Yeah, this thing moves directly toward um, uh, Leo. Do I have to use all in. of my attacks with the action? I have to, because it's on it the It says target. the character must use his or her action each round. So whatever your action is, if you take the attack action, you need to make Attacks the attacks. Per action. All right. Yeah. Yep. So two arm strikes, not one and a two. Holy shit. Wow. Got lucky. <laughs> wow. I am so good at evading. <laughs> that is insanity. 
I I have to attack my friend, right? And I my mm-hmm. my brain and mind are like swinging, but I I close my eyes and try to focus on literally anything else and just sort of swing wildly with wild and reckless mm-hmm. abandon. And Elanil dodges deftly maneuvering around these punches, probably pretty alarmed. I would want to move to the next nearest creature, probably. Probably, I mean, yeah, but I'm I'm trying to think about where Walker is in relation to that one, because I'm thinking down that path. He's the furthest away. Right. But I want to I think I want to hit the one that's the closest to where Walker was, if that makes sense. All right. I'm gonna use my bonus action to punch it. <laughs> <laughs> I might be uh, a little generous here, but <laughs> you're directing your your madness to, to a, yeah, right, right. Where it goes. I'm moving. I'm closing my eyes. I'm focusing. If you want me to yeah. roll something for that, that's understandable. No, I'll okay. allow it. All right. I like it. Uh, so that's it's an eleven plus five. That's a sixteen. So okay, that hits. Okay. Uh, this is the one that they, you guys have taken down twice now, right? Like that's gone down. You're going after that one. <laughs> yeah, beating the shit out of this one guy. Uh, that's a seven. Okay. Seven points of damage. Yep. And that's going to end your turn? Yep. All right. This thing goes down again, falls to the ground. It's been hit with another 19 points of damage just since it got back up and you crush it. (laughs) But turning around, now you have this creature that's closing in on Leo and another one that's on the other side that is about to turn and attack him. It's his turn. And out of, in the midst of all this chaos, you can't imagine how you'd hear anything. But you do. Something cracks loudly, echoing through the canopy of the forest, whipping through the trees and smacks the creature closest to Leo in the head and it collapses. And then immediately following that is another loud crack and another one hits it right between the eyes, the one with the twig face, the bark face, and it collapses, unmoving. And the one between all of you and Walker is still jittering on the ground about to get up. And you have a moment to escape. I run away. I feel like we just got to grab F. Like, <laughs> Yeah, we're not going to leave F there going mad for four minutes. <laughs> Unfortunately, we have to take 40 him. rounds. <laughs> just swinging we'll at We'll just have to things. restrain him. And that's yeah, it. I think I... If uh, we Walker, can understand that he's mad, but I don't know. Walker probably doesn't fully know what's going on, but F is B. It was swinging at Ella, so Walker's going to try and tackle F and try and drag him away. So go ahead and make that athletics check. F, make... Either an acrobatics or an athletics check. Athletics is 14. So That's an 18. Hmm. You dodge it. <laughs> He's too quick. You, you dive out. I quickly look in the direction where I think I saw the projectiles. Do I see anything? Give me a perception check. And this, I'll let you do with advantage. Oh, oh. Or with your proficiency, doubling your proficiency. Oh, okay. Yeah. My uh, natural, whatever. Okay. Uh, so plus nine. Okay. I thought that was the one that scared me. Uh, 16. You determine the direction it came from. It, uh, it came from the northeast, which is back kind of like, you came from like the southeast, so it's back the way, roughly, the eastern way that you were coming. A little further to the north, it came from a high angle. So it was shot from up in a tree. 
and you can't see the person who is responsible. Okay. I run back towards the stream. Back toward Walker? Yeah. Okay. Or I guess Walker's not there anymore, but... Or actually, no, I run to Leo and cast Cure Wounds. You don't have to do that. <laughs> Aren't you, like, about to die? Walker's 12. about to die. <laughs> I'm about to die. <laughs> I, I, have my, the most I have my own means. I've taken 40 points of damage. Oh. This fight. <laughs> you want to say that that's on Walker? I'll run to Walker. Okay. Sorry, I wasn't sure. I thought Leo was, like, just hanging on and was about to get hit by the creature. I mean, he's getting close. He was getting closed on, but they both collapsed to the ground and are not moving. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were shwit, you know. They were they were shwit. <laughs> uh, that's just five. I'll take it. All righty. Um, Thank you. Leo, and what are I you brace doing? for impact. I guess. Run, Leo? Leo, run. Am I in immediate like five foot range of anything right now? Like danger? Like any? No. No, no. you're you're. Two bodies lying beside you. Campbell's good. You're good. Um, Fifteen feet away, your friends are tussling with uh, with. Well, <laughs> then, then we're F's running. not running. F swinging. God damn it! Your friend is losing it. <laughs> Campbell's running. I'm staying with F. What are you doing? You're gonna try to wrestle him? Yeah, I'm in. Are you just gonna myself. do a grapple? How are you gonna subdue him? You're trying to like knock him out. Grapple. Okay. All right. Make a make an athletics check, and then you can contest that. F. 16. I am rolling really well tonight. What'd you get, Peach? What is athletics? I, I rolled a 16 plus uh, athletics, which is one, so 17 total. I got a 17. 13 plus four. Oof. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's not going to do it, Leo. Um. <laughs> So you guys are kind of in a situation with your, where your friend will not be stopped. All right. I've got a bonus action. Okay. Thunderclap. Oh, okay. What, is that supposed to like, what does it do? Knock him prone? No, it just <laughs> deals damage to him. <laughs> I mean, it's your action. What do you want to do? If we can knock it's him just, out. It's yeah. just really loud and deals damage. To everyone in the vicinity too, I'm assuming. <laughs> Everybody within five feet. So it's audible within a hundred feet, but it deals damage within You would five. literally hit everyone. I think you would hit everybody because I'm I just tried to tackle F yeah. and Ella so just ran healed. up and healed me. And you did too. You're all Every, grouped. Everyone's like within a, five feet right now. Yeah. 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 All right. No, Probably I won't not do that then. <laughs> okay. I was down. I was ready. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I mean, this is tense. I literally don't know. It's F is going to get to do something next and somebody going to get going hit. Going to get to do something. Oh We're God. all five feet from you. So are you wearing anything metal? Maybe the do bracers. You bracers. Do you have the metal bracers, bracers on? Yeah, Isn't that... the bracers. I do have the, I do have the bracers. Yeah. I'm casting heat metal on your bracers. I think that's a full cast. Not that I'm trying I think, to. I don't think that's. Oh, a bonus that is. Action. That yeah. is. That is. That is. Yeah. I yeah. couldn't do that. That's kind of my whole deal. Um, Campbell's gonna go try to punch you in the head. 
why doesn't Campbell try to tackle me? Because <laughs> I mean, Campbell doesn't. I didn't Campbell's that. not that dexterous. Is that an action Campbell can take? Can your still defender grapple? That's a great. Actually, question. I don't. I don't know. I'll look. I don't, I don't um, think so. Now that I said that out loud, I want to say it's like dash, disengage, like steel defender can take uh, force empowered rend repair. End of list. Okay. <laughs> All right. We got we to gotta wrap this up. What are you going to yeah. do? I'm going to punch him in the head with Campbell. Okay, roll to attack. Roll to hit his AC. Bitch. 13 plus uh, two, I think. Seven, uh, 15. Does that hit your AC? Uh, AC is 15. That does hit. Okay. Oh, wait, no, I think... Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it hits. I'm like math hard sometimes. Okay, go ahead and roll damage. It's 1d8 plus proficiency bonus. That is a max 8 plus proficiency, which I think is 2, 3. So 11. Okay, 11 points. Um, F, it's your turn. Do you guys want to end this here? Or do you want to like finish this out? I mean, I, I don't know how long it's going to take to take F down. <laughs> <laughs> don't have four minutes in combat time. <laughs> um, I'm afraid I'm going to take people oh, down. Yeah. Let's end in. Let's on an F's epic turn. F, you. I'm going to push oh this. You have to take. No moving away. You have to attack. You have to use all of your attacks. You're. You have t- short term madness. These are the consequences. Do damage. I command you. <laughs> I okay. will you to to be your so, monkish self. <laughs> I got a I got a nine and a nineteen. Okay, who are you hitting? So you I think the argument is that I was hit by Campbell, so I would hit Campbell. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> it's okay. okay. The nineteen hits. I'm sure. All right. Uh, rolling. Okay, so that's an eight. And I think let's give this just a moment. I think I again. I'm feeling that rage. I'm feeling that energy. And I think I probably hit it with uh, lightning damage. Okay. Eight points of lightning damage. Yep. Okay. Use your bonus action. Uh, bonus action is to attack. That's a 19. Still wailing on Campbell. Still wailing on Campbell. Okay. Uh, that's going to be six. Okay. So it's 14. And then... I I assume I'm not moving because I'm consumed by madness, as as stated. PvP is weird. <laughs> PvP is weird, <laughs> especially I, when you're forced to PvP. <laughs> I know. I'm like, yeah. I want. I don't want you holding back. You gotta. I mean, you, I hate you gotta. You gotta fight. I mean, if you got a key point, I say burn it. Fuck. <laughs> All right. I do. How, how many? How many is that right now? Currently, uh. So what did I 14? deal the first time? I yeah, fourteen total. Okay. Okay. So per the per the DM, I'm burning my key point for another strike. This would have been flurry of blows, um, which is two attacks. Yes, my greatest weapon. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a it's a twelve and a sixteen. So one more hit. Armor class is fifteen, by the way. So yeah, I've, I've been rolling nineteens. Yeah. So, but thank yeah. you. Yeah, I, I had it up. <laughs> Uh, that is an eight as well. So total of 22 damage to Campbell. All right. 
Campbell's hit points total is 29. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Campbell's, Campbell's looking hurt. The group is looking F is hurt. also looking hurt at 17 out of 38. <laughs> That's going to, I think, I went a little out of order here, but at this point in time, getting out of Dodge did not prove as easy given F's condition. And the pile of bones at your feet has rustled itself up for another attack. And that's where we're going to end the session. Hmm. Good job, y'all. Fuck. (laughs) 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 Very fun. Very fun. It's very fun and very hard. Yes. We got to knock him out and then he's not going to be easy to carry while running. (laughs) I have, I could summon a bestial spirit that could potentially help somehow, but. Maybe bestial spirit. Yeah. I like it. Tackle it. Really fun session. Um, Yeah. You guys are the best. 